You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hola. I'm like, you gonna say hey? Or oh. Hey? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's the new kids minus one because she's in North Dakota. She left me as mm. usual. But I'm Jermaine. Shariah is missing. And welcome. It's been a long time. It's been a, a rough time. But we're back. Season three. And we have some very special guests here. I'll let them introduce themselves. Go ahead, y'all. Hi, everyone. My name is Valencia Page. Hey, I am Kelsey Horn. And this is, like I said, the New Kids Season 3. So, just some life updates before we jump in and get started. Shariah has a new job. That's why she's in North Dakota. Um, We like that new money. I know, more money. I'm trying to get her to fly me out. Okay, (laughs) get flew out. (laughs) But, um, so Shariah is now in a position where she has to travel. um, And she got a last minute notice that she had to be in North Dakota. So, here we are. And, of course, me, myself, and I became a member of the illustrious. Detroit alumni chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Ooh. Incorporated. Congrats. Okay. Congrats. Oh. Welcome to Greekdom. Thank hey. you. Thank Go you. Ahead. The road was long, but I am here. But we're going to jump right into the episode. So, second quarter of the year, ladies. What's up? What are y'all plans for the second quarter? How you plan on pushing through? We done made it through the fourth, first quarter. What's mm-hmm. up? Mm, well, next next quarter of the year, I just continue to do, set out what I said I was going to do at the beginning of the year when New Year happened. You know, it's New Year is all 365. You can't play it. Like, yeah, you know, it's a restart. True. You know, every day is a new start. So just continuing to do the goals that I set out to do, keeping on track with my health, keeping on track with my finances you know and my career and my business just keeping keeping up you know keeping keeping up to what I said I was gonna do (laughs) okay Kelsey what about you yep to that same order I feel like you know last quarter for me was all about putting down roots and creating a foundation for my business and like you know this quarter is about stepping it up doing Mm -hmm. more Um, and then like on a personal note you know I always have so much going on I'm trying to be better about self-care and managing my time and being organized (sighs) so I can bring my best self to my clients So that's something mm-hmm. I'm really working on. Yeah, second quarter for me is definitely organization. I mm-hmm. think these last couple months, my life kind of got turned mm-hmm. upside oh, down. Yeah. And it's a lot of things going on. So I'm definitely trying to get reorganized, trying to get my clients back on track, making sure that they have what they need mm-hmm. and moving forward, staying consistent and just making sure I'm healthy and aware and mm-hmm. ready for oh, yeah. the summer because I'm tired of this exactly. rain. Exactly. And I feel like that's yes, expected girl. toward the end of every quarter. You know, at the end yeah. of every quarter, mm-hmm. it's, it's usually like, a like yeah, it's kind of like chaos restart. and then you have to reset. Yeah. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's needed sometimes because it gives you a new perspective and allows mm-hmm. you to kind of focus and realign. That's why they call it spring cleaning. Okay, <laughs> period. So, this and this is Shariah's favorite part. I'm, I always... <laughs> go over the 30 seconds so we're gonna play a lightning round so let me get my timer real quick hold mm. on give y'all 30 <laughs> seconds okay uh oh I'm nervous <laughs> why are you nervous it's facts about you why are you nervous yeah. well, people okay. put a timer on anything exactly. I freak out like, <gasps> <laughs> okay, okay. so five fast facts you got 30 seconds alright you ready yes. we're gonna, go, we gonna start with you first Oh. alright you ready? Yes. Okay, go. Detroit native. Yes. East side or west side? West side. <laughs> Favorite county island? Oh, Six Mile, El Georges. Okay, where you go to high school? I went to Belleville. Okay. That's where? how we met. <laughs> what was your first car? Oh, a Saturn Ion. Oh, five. Okay, okay. <laughs> 15 seconds. Good. See? Okay. Easy. Kelsey? Hey. You ready? Let me, ready. Let me on, restart come on, come the on. timer now. No. 
Okay. Detroit native. Yes. East side or west side? East side. Hey, turn up. East side hey. in the house. <laughs> favorite Coney Island. I don't have a favorite Coney. Does that mean I'm not a real Detroiter? Oh, <laughs> Okay, where'd you go to high school? I was in Belleville, too. Okay, That's how we okay. First car. I had a red Honda Civic. It like a cute little Barbie car. Mm-hmm. It was. Aww. Okay, good job. I totaled good job. It. She totaled the heck out of the car. How did you total the car? We're not gonna talk about that. Mm, I Man. remember when she came to school that day. Mm. <laughs> Are you still in high school? When you yes, yeah. it was the end of. Actually, it was my 18th birthday. It was my like. It wasn't exactly my 18th birthday. It was the week of my 18th birthday. I'm feeling grown, driving mm-hmm. to school. Oh Lord, I got I got T bone job, but I made it out. You know, blessed yes. to have. Like if you saw my car, you wouldn't. Have, oof, it my was cute bad. little Barbie car. You know, looked like a a, a smashed cocaine. Mm-hmm. But, um, I made it out. They made me wear eye patch to school. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, what happened? To you? was like, oh my god. <laughs> Freaking. Oh so my dramatic. Gosh. I'm yes. never gonna forget that. Uh, uh, so dramatic. My first awful. car was a PT Cruiser. How oh, cute! In high school, child, and I used to coach in Pal. Uh-huh. So one of my older girls, she was like, "Coach Jermaine, you should let me. You should teach me how to drive." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Don't tell me you did it, mm-hmm. girl." She bent my wheel. You were trying to be the nice. <laughs> I was coach, trying to be the nice. cool coach, girl. Doing <laughs> too much. Uh, man, mm-hmm. good memories. High school. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. On to our next topic, um, and this is what we call diving in the D. So, of course, you know, me and Shariah are all about trying to give people opportunities to network and mm-hmm. meet new people. And, of course, we love free. So, if it's free, you know, that's even the place more to be. Period. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, the first one, and this is something I've been really trying to get my clients to take advantage of, but it's um, building yourself and how to practice your pitch. So, we have people who are becoming new entrepreneurs or have been entrepreneurs for a while, but they haven't had an opportunity to really get their pitch and develop mm-hmm. their pitch. So, there's an opportunity at WeWork on May 22nd. It's free. You can find it on Eventbrite. It's 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. And it's called Checkout, or it's called The Pitch Club Detroit. And so what it is is basically entrepreneurs who've been in the game for a long time team up with uh, business professionals and young entrepreneurs to help them build their pitch. So if you're interested in that, again, you can find it on Eventbrite. It's called Pitch Club Detroit. And the next thing, um, and this is something that Shariah's been heavily on. I, I can't get on this team yet, but Shariah's now, I believe, a vegan. So she is, mm. she was eating seafood. Now she's not eating seafood no okay. more. So. There's something called the Plant-Based Nutrition Support Group that meets at Wayne State. A support group? A support group. Oh, yes, my gosh. I love that. It's AAA for vegans. <laughs> okay. Or AA. I said AAA. AAA. <laughs> That's because we just talked about her new job. She <laughs> work at AAA. Yeah. You know. Hey, listen. Hey. So um, this group comes together, I believe, the fourth Wednesday every month, and they are plant-based they you know network and share recipes and all that other fun stuff so if you're interested in becoming more plant-based or finding like-minded individuals like yourself you definitely want to check this out this is also on the 22nd it's on wayne state's campus at 6 p.m and you can find that on eventbrite and it's of course free so you know we love free Mm -hmm. the last thing and uh, this is something near to me and shariah's heart drinking and traveling because Near Why not? Near and Man, so every year for the past couple of years, Shariah and, and I have been going to the Roots Picnic in Philly. Dope. Man, mm-hmm. it's been a great experience. We've been rained out a couple times, but we're not going to talk about no. that. <laughs> so on Thursday at Detroit Shipping Co., um, the, the 
23rd, there's an event called Travel, Whiskey, and Wine. I like and that. They have, yeah. um, they have a tour going on. So Detroit is one of their stops. And this is basically an opportunity for you to come meet like-minded people like yourself, young mm-hmm. professionals. You get to drink, mingle. That sounds like my type yes. of thing. Okay, maybe find a new travel partner, find some new locations. If nothing else, get a good drink. Okay. Of mm-hmm. course. That's at Detroit Shipping Company from 6 to 8, and it's on Eventbrite as well. So, mm-hmm. again, like I said, liquor, traveling, you know, work, you really can't go wrong. You really can. No. And it's free. All these events are so needed. They're free so needed. They're for real. And, and they're free. And it's free. <laughs> needed and free. Free is the place the to be. I free, but the, okay. the attendance is free. And mm-hmm. you never know who you're going to meet in these opportunities. You never know what can come of it. You mm-hmm. might meet a new business partner. Mm-hmm. You might meet somebody who's been, you know, working on something that you need for your company. Mm-hmm. You just never know. So never know. Seriously, when you network, like, you, you never know who's in that room with you. Like, exactly. I've met some awesome people just at networking events. That's how I met you, actually. Yeah, yep, that's so how you, we you never yeah. know how you, who you go cross paths with yeah. and what y'all go do in the future. And you never know what ideas can spark from those yep. events, too, because yep. it can be a, a wonderful creative opportunity, and you just, it's an opportunity to uh, expand on. Mm-hmm. It is. So the last part of this segment is something that um, we've been working on for a while called the New Kids University. And basically, as college students, Shariah and I have our experiences, and we've realized that there's a lot of stuff that we know that we want to share with people where, in a school sense, it's kind of like being taught, but the classroom isn't for everybody. No, absolutely not. So with the New Kids University, we want to focus on different topics that are relevant to not just college students, but every young professional, every mm-hmm. entrepreneur. And my focus this month is budgeting. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Budgeting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, listen, especially as a millennial, you have, like, all these different bills going on, mm-hmm. all these different life expenses, student loan debt, credit cards, car note, car insurance. Budgeting is always a task. And mm-hmm. I think it's always a learning opportunity. Yeah. Um it's, it's so adult. It, yeah, it's I, the most adult like thing ever. I feel like such an adult. And my friends tease me and say I'm the real adult. And mm-hmm. I'll be like, mm. Budgeting and taxes. They're like oh, the most yes, oh, adult I don't even thing ever. think about taxes. But yes. I definitely want to challenge our listeners to um, think outside the box when you're thinking about budgeting. Oftentimes, when we hear budgeting, we think of the traditional sense of making an Excel spreadsheet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. making a, you know a line item for every single thing. And that does work for mm-hmm. some people. But as millennials, as we're in this tech age, there are apps, there are websites, there are podcasts, there are blogs. There are so many different things that can help you design your budget that works best for you. And um, I just downloaded an app because I was like, oh, child. I was I was using a different app and it just really it really wasn't hitting the spot for me. It wasn't mm-hmm. really helping me identify where I could spend less mm-hmm. and kind of save more. So I just downloaded a new app and I think it's definitely making me realign how I'm spending money, where I'm spending money, who mm-hmm. I'm spending money on, um, yep. and just kind of getting it together. 
Y'all ever spend too much and be scared to look at your Ooh, bank account? Girl. <laughs> and you, you know. like uh, I don't even want to talk about it. You know? <laughs> Every and time I go out, I be like, mm-mm. Like, I bought that many drinks. Oh. No. Really? Mm. I told you. I'm like, I this remember. bank account lying. Okay. Like, I closed <laughs> my can't cab be right. way before this. So what is all this? Somebody mm-hmm. steal my car. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else got my car number. Girl, what is this gratuity? All this? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not spend that I don't, much. I don't tip. No, I'm playing. I do tip. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Barely. Don't let her lie, y'all, on this podcast. I be tipping. You know, tiptoeing. Like, $2 is enough. Ooh, <laughs> not $2. <laughs> I ain't $2. No. It's funny when you go out. Like, yes. I go out with some of my friends, and they be like, mm-mm, I'm watching. Because every time she mess up, I'm taking 10 cents from that tip. I'm like, girl, it's not that serious. You can't be that petty. It's not that serious. She going to walk out with $3.40, and some weird, uneven <laughs> What is this? I can never be a waitress. I know that no, much. Really? No, I do. I'm fair when it comes to tipping. If you're a good server, you'll get what you're earned. Um, but I love that. I love what you're doing as far as budgeting. Because I know I took a budgeting class in high school, and mm-hmm. it never really, like, sunk into me. We did spreadsheets. We had budgeting classes we in high school. Yeah, we did. We, I took it. <laughs> yeah. It was my senior year. It was that or math. And I took that. Ooh, and it didn't. Uh, it didn't uh, <laughs> I wish you would have told me. <laughs> it was that or math. And I did Ooh. not, it, it just didn't sink in for me. She had us taking out checkbooks mm. and learning how to balance checks. But people still write checks. Exactly. That's what I like, no, there has to why, be some other way. That's why it's so important that people mm-hmm. do your research and utilize your resources because yep. there are so many things that were placed or like that had such a significant value for mm-hmm. generations yep, you know, before, before us yep. that don't matter now. To us, mm-hmm. yep. And there are things for us now like Cash App, like mm-hmm. trying to explain yep. Cash App to my mama mm-hmm. yeah. and that she could get yeah. a car. I, I don't even carry real cash. Man, mm-hmm. like, why? No. And it's, it's things like cryptocurrency and yep. all of these different things that are popping up that are, you know, that are valuable in this mm-hmm. world that a lot of people don't understand mm-hmm. and you never know where it's going to go because I'm, th- I'm sure 30 years ago they thought checks checkbooks was the way mm-hmm. like they were like oh this is sophisticated it ain't never going out man of it ain't never going away <laughs> keep your checkbook in your purse exactly and now look at like check <laughs> what is that? Kids aren't even writing cursive no where they can't leave a signature. Right. We use a thumbprint. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, thumbprint. you tell a kid to write in cursive, they look at you like, mm, cursive. Cursive, what's that? What's that? They don't a lot even of people do don't even say. know how to do cursive anymore. <laughs> my mm. little cousin brought her homework to home one day. I said, mm-mm, mm-mm. It's I two plus two still four? Uh, we don't know. It is, but how they got there, it ain't two plus They'd two. They be like, we round mm-hmm. it, subtract, We taking away eight no, how we get here? Like, <laughs> we need to do better. So, again, I encourage everybody. Budgeting is something that I try to look at quarterly, if not monthly. Um, and it's there's always room for growth. There's always room for change, reassessment. Um, you can never you you can never reach the goal essentially when you're thinking about budgeting mm-hmm. and thinking about mm-hmm. money because bills are always going to be there. All right, mm-hmm. expenses are always going to be there. Yep. Mm-hmm. cost of living is not going down. Mm-hmm. So emergencies, all that. Yep, exactly. you always gotta have an emergency fund mm-hmm. for real. Okay, so we are at the end of this segment. We're gonna take a commercial break, and we're back. Hey, hey <laughs> so this is the part of the show that is. All about you. Are you ladies ready? About Ooh, me. Um, about moi. 
So, since I had you go first in the beginning, Valencia, I'm going to have Kelsey go first. Okay. Uh-huh. Go ahead and introduce yourself again. Mm-hmm. And give us a brief bio of, you know, what you do and... We'll go from there. You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what to tell people mm-hmm. I do these days because I do so much <laughs> That is true. And this is the part a lot of our guests be like, mm, bio. Like, what is <laughs> What's the bio? Man, okay. So, my name is Kelsey once again. I'm currently Miss Black USA, which okay. is a scholarship pageant. Um, so, with that, it has been awesome. I get to travel a lot. I get to do a lot of speaking events. You know, my my purpose is just to impact as many black people, especially little black people, yeah, as I can. Babies. Um, I, you know, I'm a publicist. You know, that's what I went to school for. That's what I do full time. Um, and I'm also an event planner. Okay. I've been actually doing event planning. <laughs> Plannering. Did I, did I say that? <laughs> I've been doing event planning. Yeah. Hey, um, when it get down to the wire, it's okay. whatever. I've okay. been doing event planning like most of my life, um, but it wasn't until recently in the past year that I finally decided to step out there and form my own company. Okay. Um, and so I've been having a great time doing that. Um, but yes, yeah, like I'm, I'm a speaker. I'm an event planner. I'm a publicist. You know. So as so, a speaker, <laughs> how does because public speaking is one of the things in mm-hmm. this life that I despise oh. <laughs> I've gotten better at it I've gotten mm-hmm. a lot better at it because before I'd just be like mm-hmm. don't call me and Shariah is the exact opposite she loves I'll write it she'll say it mm-hmm. <laughs> so how like how do you prepare yourself as a pu- public speaker to be able to deliver your message effectively mm-hmm. honestly um, I feel like I've gotten much better at public speaking throughout the years some of it is trial and error like mm. you know um, you learn yourself you learn your comfortability um, you, how to read a crowd um, but for me um when I'm doing speeches, if it's like a long speech, I do, I write it out, read it, rehearse it until it becomes natural for me, me to say. Because, like, I never want to just be reading something verbatim. Yeah. Um, it's not, it doesn't come across as authentic No, or it doesn't come off as authentic at all. But um, also, like, honestly, I, I, I'm always improving. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I would say I'm much better speaking just, like, off the dome than reading any day, which is, mm-hmm. I know for some people that's, that it doesn't yeah. work that way. But for me, when I'm able to, like, connect with somebody or maybe like ask a question to the crowd and hear a response and go off that um i like those type of settings much more but um toastmasters classes i've taken public speaking classes in the past um and i think that really has helped me and prepared me over the years because i didn't even know that i would be doing so much public speaking (laughs) now (laughs) but i you know i'm so grateful for like you know those courses and, and my experiences in the past speaking that has like prepared me to be pretty good now that's, that's dope. Mm-hmm. I, I can only aspire. <laughs> no, you'll be surprised when you put yourself <laughs> yes, out there what this, you can do. Yes, and this is technically public speaking. Oh, right. Like, you just behind the mic. Right. You're running a whole you publicly speaking to everybody. In, uh, that's not on right here. So. That, that's not right here. That's not in front. Okay. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm getting yeah, better. I, you honestly. Because mm-hmm. even, even doing a podcast was a big leap for me. Mm-hmm. Like, just getting out there and here we are season three all right so, mm-hmm. all right look at you you can do anything okay okay all right miss valencia go <laughs> ahead 
Introduce yourself. Tell us what it is that you do. All righty. Well, my name is Valencia Page, and I am a real estate broker here in the Metro Detroit area over a company called Front Page Properties. Um, I have a team of about 30 agents and counting, and okay. we are growing okay. every single day. <laughs> We're super excited to serve the people here in Detroit to buy, sell, and invest in Detroit and other surrounding areas. And that is, in a nutshell, what I do. It's super okay. exciting. I love it. Um, I help, like I said, I help people buy a house and and get to their goals of home buying and investing here so yeah that's what i do and this has led me to publicly speaking a bit more okay i feel that <laughs> yeah i feel that i just want to interject real quick okay you know valencia is the bomb.com okay oh, she's one goodness. of the youngest real estate brokers in michigan okay, oh. okay just you gotta throw oh, that in there okay because that's fancy okay i might be the youngest real estate broker in michigan like valencia <laughs> like you know valencia is she's she's actually killing it in her industry okay. like i'm always so proud of her Girl, this is my rock, you know. This I my feel rock. See, <laughs> you got to have a strong circle around okay, you for sure. Absolutely, because mm-hmm. otherwise, it's like if it feels like you're moving and everybody else is stagnant, mm-hmm. and it just kind of pulls you yep. back, holds it you. It's like weight, does. It's yep. like weight on your back. You need people to put the pressure on you. Yeah, exactly. So, did you ladies pursue higher education, and mm-hmm. what was your motivation behind doing so? Mm-hmm. Whichever one wants to take the question first. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I did pursue higher education. I went to Michigan State. Okay. Um, and so for me, my my motivation to go to college was probably my mom. Um, so I actually saw her, like, you know, growing up, go back to school, get okay. her degree, then get her master's degree. Um, and I always found it so, like, inspirational that, she, you know, she went to school, she had my sister, she mm-hmm. went back, she graduated, now she's getting her PhD. Um, so she's always been, like, the center of, like, my inspiration and that really made me, like, value education. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I would say that, you know, my experience in Michigan State State was just awesome. It taught me so much about myself, um, things I'm interested in. Um, I was involved in tons and tons of things. So, yeah, so I, I do think that, you know, college is very important for me. I'm actually in the process of applying to grad programs now. So wish me luck, y'all. All right. Girl, I am praying this for you. This application process <laughs> is nothing easy. Girl, girl. <laughs> been there, done that, that twice. <laughs> yeah, you sure did. Twice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you finna be a doctor. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, I did not go to college. Mm -hmm. Um, Straight out of high school, I started my real estate career. I was pretty much destined to become an agent. Um, As soon as I turned 12, my mom had me answering phone calls for her (laughs) and uh, helping her with her open houses and being there on showings. So it was what I was going to do inevitably. Um, I absolutely enjoy it. It's not... um, I do still probably might still attend a college in the future Uh but um starting this career for me was first and foremost in order to i guess figure out what to go to college for Mm -hmm. Mm because i I do feel like you know i i love college and i do understand higher education how important it is and can be Mm -hmm. um but of course i don't like many people want to jump the gun and just go and just change go. and change yeah. and change. So my first thing was to, you know, go establish my career, you know, in real estate, you know, and if I choose to do so in the future, then go ahead and do so. I mean, we're young. You can do so many things right. in life. And being able to start a business and do this right now has been absolutely phenomenal. So yeah. being an entrepreneur, you never know what the future holds. Yep. And what you said was absolutely true. Um, so many of us, you know, we go to school, you know, at eight seventeen 
17, mm-hmm. 18 years old. We really don't know what it is yeah. we want to do. But, you know, we told to go to school and we figure it out, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, even four years you graduate, you yeah, still don't yeah. know what you want to do. And I mm-hmm. think there's a stigma placed on changing your major. Like, people feel so hesitant or resistant mm-hmm. to change their major because it's kind of looked down upon mm-hmm. or it's something that's just like, oh, you changed your major. But, you know, for people who do change, sometimes that change is necessary yep. and it puts them on a path to, you know, achieve greatness or it exposes them to something else that they Absolutely. never would have thought about yeah. if they hadn't changed or, exactly. you know, finished. So mm-hmm. that's definitely an option for people out there to do. So, Valencia, you kind of already answered this question already, being 12, <laughs> answering phones. But, Kelsey, what was your first job um, at 18? Like, first job out of high school? My first job out of high school, I was working at a car dealership as a receptionist. Really? Yes. How was that experience? You know what? It actually wasn't a good experience. <laughs> it, it really wasn't. Y'all remember how I told y'all that story about me telling my car uh-huh. at 18? So the guy I got in a car accident with came in one time. Came, it was actually like that next week. He came in like, this little girl hit my car. <laughs> That has to be one of the top three embarrassing moments of my life because all of the car salesmen were cracking up. Uh, But but after that, I went up to Michigan State and I had... I always had two jobs all through mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. Um, struggling. Work, working. Right. Getting it together. Right. Um, I think right after that, I started working um, at the front desk up at State. Okay. Um, working. I, I interned at the House of Reps and State of Michigan. But, yeah, girl was hustling. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, my, my mom would have me working from the beginning. So she used to be mm-hmm. a secretary um, in DPS. Mm-hmm. And anytime there was a summer camp or something, she was like, nope, go, counselor, we signing you up. Nope. You're doing this, you're doing that. So I've always kind of been around kids. Mm -hmm. I think my first, like, official job before 18, I was a camp counselor for Camp Bird Shirley, which Mm -hmm. is a DPS-run summer Mm -hmm. camp. And baby, that was a very interesting summer. <laughs> them kids and them counselors was something else. Something else. But it definitely taught me the value of money um, because, you know, you're 16 and you're getting $2,000 checks. Okay. That's that's like, a lot. When that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You rich. You rich, rich. You okay. Real rich. Man. And you going to the mall. Exactly. <laughs> Cashing out. What? Um, but it definitely taught me just patience, number one, mm-hmm. because kids and even adults, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I got to get this together because mm, my spirit ain't right. Um, and then when I Man. when I left uh, high school and went up to Kalamazoo, I was doing desk jobs. I was hustling, too. I was a, a phone telemarketer person for, like, mm-hmm. a day. <laughs> then I was like, this ain't it. This ain't oh, for me. asking people for donations. Uh, girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did that. They had me all <laughs> over Western's campus doing everything I could. But my mama always was like, you need to be working. You need to be, mm-hmm. you know. You, she instilled in me the value of a dollar, but she also wanted me to kind of interact and get to know people and yep. build my own skill set and just kind of go from there. Oh, and I appreciate yeah. her for it because it definitely helped me learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do want to elaborate on that because I did have a job for one other job. Because <laughs> okay. I just wanted to know what it was like to work for somebody else. And... <laughs> When I got out of high school, you know, 
the thing about I have a late birthday so my birthday wasn't until September and that's mm-hmm. when I turned 18, 18. so I had to have a job in that interim so I worked at a Route 21 you know just see what it's like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to answer phones you know I want to go ahead and work retail see what it's about see mm-hmm. if I can get some discounts on clothes that's what my friends <laughs> doing Shane let me use so- this <laughs> You know, so I was, you know, at the Route 21, and it just wasn't, it wasn't it for wasn't me. It. No, it wasn't for me. As soon as I got my license at Retail 18, I knew, no, mm-hmm. as soon as I got my license, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. I never wanted to work for somebody else. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, have my own business, because when you're a realtor, real estate broker, whatever it is that you want to do, it's like having your own store. It's like yeah. having your own shop. You know, mm-hmm. the houses are your inventory. You know, you are your brand and you market it. It's like having your own store, and I always knew that that w- that was the route that I wanted to take. I, I couldn't take working for somebody else. I Clock feel that. In. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Matter what it was, I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's real though, and I think those job opportunities help shape that mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, for people who are entrepreneurs who are kind of like playing around with the idea. Right. When you're working mm-hmm. for somebody else, sometimes it just be that day where you be like, you know what, this, this ain't is it. Not mm-hmm. for me. This is not mm-hmm. it, and I got to do something else. If mm-hmm. I got to sell beads on the corner mm-hmm. until I get my life together. I've been there a few yes. times. And that's okay. It's okay if you want to, you know, work yeah. for somebody else and have a job. I mean, you know, it's stable, it's stable income. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, and especially if you're, you know, you went to school and then got a job. Yeah. It's very mm-hmm. stable. So I understand it. <laughs> it just wasn't yeah. working out for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, Valencia, in the world of real estate, I know you come across people who are like first time home buyers and they have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. What's one piece of advice that you would give first time home buyers um, when they're coming to you and, you know, they just they're they are completely lost in the sauce? <laughs> well, with first time home buyers, um, it's really about seeing what their um, expectations are, mm-hmm. you know, um, sitting them down and just seeing what they're comfortable with as far as paying um, monthly for a mortgage mm-hmm. what they currently pay right now in rent you know see what seeing what their comfortability is as far as getting a house what neighborhoods they want to be in just those kind of questions and then I can kind of fit, fit them with the lender um, with the lender who would be able to um, guide them to their goals so if it was you know somebody who wanted to buy a house and fix it up and kind of do their own DIY project well send you to a lender who has Detroit mortgage so you can go ahead and do that Mm -hmm. or if it's somebody who wants to you know just live inside of a home that's already renovated you know I just kind of shift and see what their goals are I don't I don't do a lot of the talking I let them tell me what they want so that I can be be better at guiding them Um, I will say if you are working on getting a house you don't know where to start to consult a realtor and make sure you're you know on top of your credit on top of your budgeting like we just mentioned Mm -hmm. you know make sure that those two things are okay Um, even though you can get a house as low as a 600 I've seen in some cases you want to make sure that you're you are getting building your credit up because then your interest rate might be a little bit lower if you build it up so just those simple things keeping your credit up and making sure that you have enough money for a down payment and being here in Detroit, we have such an amazing opportunity yeah. to home buy. Yeah. It's freaking phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> people don't even realize. Yes, we take people, it for granted. <laughs> yes, it, it, we, a lot of us do, you know, and 
I I have even taken it for granted. I've seen some it's so many houses that have slipped through my hands that were deals mm-hmm. that I wish I could just go back in the past and time travel <laughs> and get back, but I can't live in the past. I you can feel only that, focus though. on the now. Like I've gotten houses for a thousand dollars and two thousand dollars when I was eighteen and flipping houses mm-hmm. and doing that sort of thing. So that's how I was able to. Like I said, that's that's the main reason why I didn't want to work for nobody because when you eighteen buying houses and flipping them. What, I mean, <laughs> what else? What else is there? Yeah. And I think, you know, what the skill set that you have is so important, and especially as young as 18, because right now in high school, there, it's so many things that are not being taught, so many mm-hmm. life skills mm-hmm. and life lessons yep. like real estate, yeah. like taxes, like mm-hmm. budgeting. And it's like it's a missed opportunity yeah. for people yeah. to really take advantage of, mm-hmm. the, you know, for those who may not want to go to college or yeah. those who may yeah. not be feel that college is suited for them. Mm-hmm. It's so much information out here that they could be learning that they're just not getting. Yeah. So I think your story is so important important because it's like you you know you yeah. took that chance and that opportunity mm-hmm. right out of high school just for mm-hmm. people to know that they have options yeah yeah and that's the sad part a lot of our mm-hmm. kids don't know that they have options when yeah we sell them so short especially in some of the dps schools like mm-hmm. So you can still be you can still be successful as long as your intentions are there. You yeah. Know, as long as your intentions are there and your hustle is there, you can still be successful. Yeah. You got to put in the work. Mm-hmm. And you it's a learning. Everything is a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Whether you mm-hmm. succeed or fail, there's yep. always something that you can take from it and apply it to the next situation. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely important to keep Absolutely. your eyes open and not just be like, oh, well, I did this didn't work out, so I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because that's not doing you a service, you know. Exactly. At all. So, Kelsey, walk us through, you know, your journey to becoming Miss Black USA. Mm -hmm. What made you pursue this opportunity? So, I honestly, like, I I did not grow up doing pageants. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not necessarily that, like, I was, like, some pageant girl or I had this goal of always being a pageant queen. You know, I I have checked out pageants and I thought they were cool, but for me... um, I decided to apply um, just kind of as like, shoot my shot, why not? Because I really wanted, like, just to kind of get out of my comfort zone. I'm mm-hmm. such a behind-the-scenes person, Me right? too. So it's like, I'm not on stage, I'm behind the stage, you know, Making sure everything's running. Right, doing the lights. Like, literally, that's mm-hmm. me. Um, and so I really just, like, I had just graduated college, and I, I just really kind of wanted to reinvent myself, you know, and show myself that I, I was able to, you know... For me, I just wanted to go up there on stage mm-hmm. and, like, prove to myself that I can do it, uh, you know, and not have so much self-doubt. Um, so happens... You know, I got up there and killed it. <laughs> yes, she did. So I won the title in Miss Black Michigan. Um, and then the national competition is in D.C. every year. Okay. Um, so I got to compete against so many phenomenal, phenomenal women. Like, it was women who were in doctoral programs, who were lawyers, who had their own businesses. Um, and so for me, like, it, it wasn't even literally a competition. It was so much like, you know, it was it was a really powerful experience for me. Um, and then to win a so many amazing women yeah you know I was shook (laughs) I really was I really was um so it's been awesome like I'm so grateful for the opportunities I've got from it I mean like just learning about myself like you know I guess my overall takeaway is like literally there's no goal like that you just yeah. really can't mm-hmm. accomplish if you really if you really like put the work in yeah. it's nothing that's nothing too attainable too there's yeah. no one that you know you can meet that's too too important for you mm-hmm. like you somebody too girl like you know yeah that's, um, that's, that's for you real. right there's there's no real obstacles but the ones you put in front of yourself that's what you know being Miss Black USA has taught me yeah 
So as a PR professional mm-hmm. and as an event planner, mm-hmm. what has been your most memorable experience in dealing with your clients? Like what's what's really stuck out for you, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, speaking in front of an audience or an event that just you really wasn't sure how it was going to go and then it blew your mind how everything came together? I can't even talk about my most memorable experience on record, to be honest. <laughs> I'm so serious. <laughs> what um, what made the experience memorable? So in PR, it's you know it's a lot of crisis communication sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you got to be on your toes, man. And it's like it could be a perfectly normal day, then all of a sudden a bomb hit and you got to handle it. Yeah. Um. So I do love that about PR. Um. I think some other like memorable things that I've done. Um. So my PR and events also goes hand in hand. They're all within like the same industry. Um, And then even like speaking is something that I've had to do at work quite a bit. But sometimes my job coincides. Like this weekend I spoke at like the NAACP convention Mm -hmm. um, or their dinner that they have every year. Um, And it was like 10,000 people in that room. And it was just nuts. Like 10,000, you know, black people in this room. Professional Professional black women Mm. or black men and women. You know, it was just so dope. (laughs) And it was crazy because so many of my clients were there. Mm -hmm. And they didn't know I was Miss Black USA. <laughs> they was like, like oh, right. Superman. Wait a minute. Clark Kenton for right. me. It was pretty funny. Um, and my boss was like, he took a picture of me. He said, I didn't know you were going to be here. <laughs> uh, so it was pretty funny. But that was definitely uh, something recent that, you know, was definitely pretty That's memorable. Dope. That's mm-hmm. dope. So That's for both of you, um, what has been or what, ha- what are some professional hurdles or hard lessons mm-hmm. that you've come across so far that have really like made you stop and think about yourself as a young black professional mm-hmm. well in my industry um when i first started out um it was during a time where detroit houses weren't i guess selling as much we weren't mm-hmm. um houses in rosedale park were fifth were forty thousand and fifty thousand dollars and now the price market has completely changed mm-hmm. So at that time, when the prices were forty and fifty thousand, I used to have a lot of people that were pre-approved for forty and fifty thousand and could buy over in Rosedale Park, and they wouldn't buy. They'd just be like, "Well, I think it's too expensive over there." I'd be like, "Whoa, your price is going to jump up by a hundred yeah. and two hundred. This house is a two hundred thousand dollar house, and you won't pay fifty for it right now." Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that was my one of my biggest challenges coming in. You know, uh, pretty much, pretty much. Um, sticking up for Detroit I felt like I feel like I was sticking up for Detroit mm-hmm. you know feeling like I had to you know puff up for it like you know this is this is popping this is it where now you know it's not like that anymore and everybody wants to be here and of course sales has went up and you know everybody wants to be here and business is good but mm-hmm. before we popping we popping popping but before when we weren't you know when it was just when it was just us here and you know a lot of people a lot of people were downplaying some of our neighborhoods mm-hmm. and downplaying you know the prices going up and what we had going on so I feel like that was my biggest hurdle and starting out uh, Mm -hmm. starting out was pretty slow for me because of that Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have I didn't have a lot of clientele and I didn't have a lot of um, people 
a lot of client the clientele that I did had did not want to mm-hmm. um, buy here and they thought everything was too high when it was only fifty and sixty thousand. So <laughs> and I'm was shaking saying, my head, y'all. Exactly, and now the same clients call me and be yeah. like, you know, they you still down got the hookup. Right. No, I ain't got the nah. hookup no more. I'm sorry, everything is a hundred and fifty at least now. Period. But you know what? Um, which kind of ties into what I think the mm-hmm. biggest hurdle is. I feel like if someone else told them those same mm-hmm. deals, they would have taken it more seriously, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like as a young black woman, mm-hmm. you're a woman and you black. People don't want to take young. you serious and oh, you young. Yeah. It's like you got to prove your worth yes. to everybody. And this yeah. is in any industry. This is within my event planning. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people want to pay me less than they pay other people. Yeah. You know, um, within work, like people want to mm-hmm. talk to old white men. They want to talk to the young girl, black girl okay. when I'm dropping gyms. You know, no, um, being, ooh, being young in this industry man. has definitely right. been Right. a hurdle you know people especially starting out like I never tell my age I never tell my age mm-hmm. until we get the deal done and closed and you be like dang by the way yeah I'm like, they're like by the way how old are you I'm like you know 20, I'm 23 I'm grown I'm grown right. <laughs> adult, <laughs> and I'll be like what a 23 year old just I'm like yeah you know Man. I did this mm-hmm. you know you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome thank you're you welcome. thank you Man, <laughs> I, I know I've been asked more than once yeah. if I was like the intern yeah. or you Listen. know I've had situations where in my day job, someone will come to me with a question. Mm -hmm. I'll answer the question. And instead of them telling me or like or instead of them Mm -hmm. coming back to me and asking for clarification or just saying, you know, yes, they go to my boss and then my boss will literally come to me and be like, so and so just asked me this question. Can you handle them? And I'll be like, I just did like mm-hmm. I'm so glad it's not just me. Exactly. I'll be like, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Like, or she'll be like, oh well, can you just copy and paste what you sent? Yeah, and send it again. Sure can. <laughs> and I will CC you on that email. Exactly. Or you know what else I've experienced? You do the work and other people take the credit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like I'm, nah. I'm at this point where it's like I don't let anybody play me at all. You know, um, I work too hard to get here. Right. That comes with my pricing. Like I'm gonna charge what I'm worth. That comes with me taking, you know, getting recognition for what I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, because I feel like, you know, if I let people do it to me, they do it to someone else. They'll mm-hmm. do it to more black women, you know. So it's kind of yeah. setting that precedent and standard for myself. You know, what I allow mm-hmm. people to do is how they go treat me. Oh, yeah. And, and pricing is definitely something me and Shariah have talked yeah. about on several yeah. episodes. Because as a, like, essentially as an independent contractor, as a consultant, mm-hmm. setting your pricing is so difficult because you're, you're trying to, you know, figure out market value you mm-hmm. and then you got other people saying well so and so don't charge that much well go to, go to them yeah. then if they don't charge that much you know who the worst the service might not be the same okay. if you go to them okay, okay. Man. I know family and friends Ooh, family and friends girl. lord that's the worst for me and it's like you know I be, you be you tempted to give people some type of hookup mm-hmm. some but type man, of they discount and it, and it don't even be worth it it's <laughs> not worth it you gotta pay your bills you to work for free. Yes. Yeah, people want you to work for free you know because yeah. mm-hmm. any other time they go to somebody else you know and pay them and pay yes, them for their work but yes. just because you know in some cases because your family or because you're close they won't pay you and pay your work yeah they question your ability yeah, question your ability to do it that happens and to me all the time it's not even just with family it's just also <laughs> yeah. within the community you yes. know and I feel like you know so many times you know I've helped people I've helped 
help people buy houses mm-hmm. who don't even know me, you know, met me off of Instagram mm-hmm. and trust me to get them there. And I get them there. And then somebody you know yeah, who's known me for 10 years, you know, and who go with a different crazy. realtor. And they be mad. It's crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. No. Yep. <laughs> no, me for 10 years and go with a different agent. Like, what? Girl, I got a whole company and you don't want to work with me. Yep. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, like, this is this. what I do. It's, I do this, do this. Yep. Yeah, you don't want to go with me. But okay, it's that's I, okay. I know someone who got had an event planned by mm-hmm. like someone of another race who charged them about five times Ooh. as much as I would have charged. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm, if you got it, go ahead, sis, right. because you just looking foolish. You mm-hmm. looking foolish. So, as busy young professional black women as you ladies mm-hmm. are, how do you handle the craziness of your life? Like mm-hmm. time management with everything that you got going on. How do you keep everything balanced? Y'all can't see me, but I'm over here shaking my head because <laughs> I'm figuring it out. It's a work in progress. But, like, when I tell you um, everybody gets a Google Calendar invite, mm-hmm. so, okay. so, so you know it's there, I and know it's there. And if it ain't there. on my calendar, mm-hmm. right. I'm coming. I still physically have to write out things as well because it just helps me to memorize mm-hmm. what I have to do. But something else that I started is setting aside specific time slots for different things. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I know... I work, I work. So, you know, nine to five, you got to do that because, you know, you got to keep your other stuff afloat. Mm-hmm. Nine to five, I'm working, you know, for that job. But, you know, five to ten, five to twelve, okay. five to two in the morning. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, that's, you know, that's that's my, my personal that's the other baby. Time. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the other time. But I do have to set aside, even if I'm like, okay, this Sunday, I'm knocking all this out. I'm getting all this done, you know, because mm-hmm. I do want to make sure that I'm on top and I'm providing the best service that I can mm-hmm. to people. Um, this goes back to, like, what I was saying earlier. Like, I really do think if I'm bringing, like, my best self, I can, you know, provide, like, the best service in all aspects of life, yeah. you know. Then I've been letting go of stuff. Sometimes everything is not worth doing. Mm-hmm. Everything is not worth committing to. Okay. Every event is not worth okay. taking on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes or I just... Or being at. Mm-hmm. Or being at, okay. you know. You don't always have to be seen, mm-hmm. you know. Like, y'all will catch me at the next one. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's that's what I'm working on right now, y'all. And I feel like with me, it's more so planning and balancing with me. It isn't isn't as bad as it used to be (laughs) because it was bad for a second. You know, as as the more I grew and the more that I took on clients, it it got pretty tough. But now I do have a system. Mm -hmm. You know, every night before I go to sleep, I write down the list of my big rocks of the day. I do write down what I have planned for the day, whether it goes that way or not. I know I have to do it because it's on that list. (laughs) So, you know, I do have a list. You know, I do have a Google calendar. I do structure things um, so that I'm hitting A, B, and C because I do feel like real estate and event planning is kind of one and the same because we're kind of setting up people to get... Mm-hmm. what they need you know you're mm-hmm. setting up people to get their event I'm setting up people to get this house and sometimes things can go left sometimes things can go right yep. but we gonna get it done right you know yeah. what I love though like we both get to be a part of these big milestones in people's mm-hmm. lives right um, and so it's like people always go remember you yeah. know like mm-hmm. you selling them their house mm-hmm. or you know me planning their wedding, wedding yeah. yeah. so things like that it's just like you know what really makes me like want to pour myself into oh, like yeah. the job 
Yeah, I feel that. And it's kind of the same way with me and Sharia. Like, she does a lot of career coaching mm-hmm. and um, development. So she's definitely a big part of people's lives when they get that job that they've been waiting on, mm-hmm. when they, you know, their interview skills really paid off. Mm-hmm. And, like, for me, like, um, back in February, uh, one of my clients, um, shout out to the hooligans, leaders amongst leaders, mm-hmm. um, we were a part of the Skillman MBK Challenge, and we actually won oh. the 50K. Awesome. Um, and so that was a... a mind-blowing experience Mm -hmm. because you've been working so hard throughout this process and trying to make deadlines and you got all this other stuff going on in your life Mm -hmm. but being a part of that for my clients is definitely something that I really truly enjoy Mm -hmm. Uh, so what is one piece of business advice that you would give your baby self so Mm -hmm. 18 year old you fresh out the game fresh Mm -hmm. out of high school what would you tell you to kind of get you ready for the future what's next you know, honestly, I would have told myself to just start. Just start small. I always question, like, oh, I'm not good enough yet, or, you know, I don't have a big enough clients yet, or, mm-hmm. you know, people not going to take me serious. Just start. Just start somewhere. You mm-hmm. know, like, put down a foundation. And then, but, you know, had I started this business, like, you know, five years ago when I wanted to, mm-hmm. like, how, how much bigger would it have been right now Where would if you I be? just started yeah. then? You know, um, so it's all about, like, believing in yourself and your capabilities. And then keep learning. You have to be a continuous learner Mm -hmm. so there's so many resources out there for you like you know if you don't know something find out yeah google google free google Google is free youtube is free there's so many like online courses that i find out about so you have to be dedicated to what you're doing Mm -hmm. in your craft so you just want to invest yourself and your your time Mm -hmm. into learning more Mm -hmm. um but yes that was my advice just to start start where you are Oh, yeah. And then my advice would be, and I feel like this goes right along with it, consistency. You know, mm-hmm. consistency is key in whatever you do, whether yep. you're, mm-hmm. you know, a singer, then sing every day, whether you're a basketball <laughs> player, then play basketball every day, you know? <laughs> consistency, because well, the more you... Unity. Yes. Okay. 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 Because <laughs> okay. the more you do it, the more it's going to attract what you want, you know? So mm-hmm. when I was first starting in real estate, you know, even though I may not have, have had as much clientele as I have now, you know, I still do my daily routine as if I did so I mm-hmm. go into the office I go and make some phone calls I go and do these postcards and mm-hmm. do all of my marketing things that I had to do and just keep that as a consistent routine even if it isn't making me money right now I know it will yep. so just being consistent mm-hmm. um, would be my, my number one thing no matter what it is you do just be consistent consistency is key both pieces of advice that are extremely valuable whether you're 18 or 28 mm-hmm. or 35 you know definitely something to keep in mind so as we think about where we are in Detroit, um, and as young black women, as millennials, mm-hmm. as young professionals, where do you think our generation is needed most in Detroit right now? Mm. Hmm. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. I feel like our generation um, is definitely a generation that inspires and needs to be seen there is so many things that we are doing and so many things that we have going on mm-hmm. um, that I feel like need to be displayed and for our youth to see these things that we are doing is very important because it definitely leads them because in a lot of our a lot of our neighborhoods you know we don't have these um, figures that we see you know as you know young professionals making it you know young professionals who are dressing up every day and going to work or have a business you know there aren't a lot of businesses in our communities to even you know have a um, to even have have a role model that you mm-hmm. see every day mm-hmm. or have somebody who's a, who employs you around the corner, you know, in a lot of our communities. So I feel like having um, the the biggest thing for, for us to um, 
for our generation to be an example of is that, you know, just being seen and making sure that we're on platforms like this. Yes, <laughs> So that the people can see us and the people can hear us because there aren't too many, mm-hmm. you know, well, there are, there are some um, role models out there for people to see. It's just about them being seen. And role models, <laughs> role models don't have to be people yeah, older than you either. They don't. Like, it can be someone across mm-hmm. from you. It can be yeah, someone, can. you know, I'm younger than you it's mm-hmm. all about perspective oh, yeah. it can be the lady across the street who gets up and go to work every morning okay, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just seeing that man my little cousin got confidence out of this world she my role model okay mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. but um i think you know detroit is you know being reinvented quote mm-hmm. unquote right now um but i think that you know we really need to be a part of that reinvention and not let others come in from Seattle and change yes. that narrative. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think Detroit is soul. Detroit is resilience. You know, there's so much culture and history within these neighborhoods that mm-hmm. we know, that we've been a part of, that we've shaped, that have shaped us, mm-hmm. you know. I don't want that to get lost in this reinvention, yeah. you know. Like, I want to make sure that we still have businesses downtown. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I want to make sure that, you know, places that were, you know, culturally relevant to us are still there for mm-hmm. our kids, you Absolutely. know. Um, I just I just don't think it's fair for um you know this new Detroit to emerge without the people who have been here you know mm. um so there's I, so much richness and so history much, yeah. and so stories much. in Detroit oh, yeah. Detroit is so big and it's so vast and it's it's I can't even imagine that that history being wiped away mm-hmm. you know oh, yeah. for for dog parks and more Starbucks okay mm-hmm. um and I and I don't even mean mm-hmm. that like you know I like Starbucks oh, yeah. you Me know too. I like dog parks too oh, yeah. but and I feel like that just goes know? hand in hand like you know when I'm like you know not necessarily you know us being you know downtown but inside of these neighborhoods so that we can be seen you know yeah. we need to yeah. see this so that we and, can continue to you know bring these things into our neighborhoods mm-hmm. we have and, to be seen yep into your part like yeah. I think we really do need to invest in our children first mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so it's like oh, we yeah. building up all this other stuff we need to be building up DPS right oh, yes. um, but you know I will say I've spoke to like 500 students well more, probably more than that but mm-hmm. 500 like high school students um, within like the past like six months or so about like you know opportunities that they have that you know like that y'all can do stuff that there's yeah. people out here who are dope you know um, there's so many other avenues to make money to be successful um, so I think that's that's also our job to mm-hmm. like you know be who we didn't have you yeah. know or you know yeah. show so different perspectives mm-hmm. to kids um, during the MBK challenge mm-hmm. um, I, I met so many dope people mm-hmm. with so many great ideas yeah working with kids working in communities mm-hmm. and it's like it's it frustrates me because you know, even though there were they, these organizations and these people were getting exposure through Skillman, mm-hmm. where was the exposure prior to this? Like, yeah. why are yeah. these people mm-hmm. not getting attention? Why yeah. am I just not hearing about mm-hmm. all these amazing programs and amazing opportunities mm-hmm. for people yeah. to get involved in? Mm-hmm. You know, through the justice, it, like if we hadn't applied for that, we wouldn't even know. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what was going yeah. on, right? So it's it, it's. I just I want people to take advantage of the opportunities and the networking mm-hmm. and the resources mm-hmm. that they that are here and available mm-hmm. because if we don't take a part of it, mm-hmm. somebody, somebody else will. is and they're yeah. not gonna look like us and it's not gonna be how we mm-hmm. want and then we're gonna be mad. Yep. You no. can't be what you don't see. Period. You can't be what you okay. don't see. <laughs> okay. So switching gears a little bit and this is in relation to out of towners, but this mm-hmm. is also giving them a piece of Detroit. So let's say Somebody you know is coming from out of town. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> name or give two restaurants that you would recommend 
to them that would give them the authentic Detroit, you know, experience. Ooh. I actually okay. just took someone out of town to Savannah Blue the other day. Okay. Yeah. I did. I was going to say that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> she read my mind. I'm so sorry. Look, you know, we've been friends for <laughs> so long at this point. But I did. They wanted some soul food, and yes, I took okay. them there. Um, go ahead. You can pick the next place. Oh. <laughs> okay, so two places. Uh, okay, so if you want the like real, real Detroit experience, you know, I would okay. say like you know, Carney, Connie and Barb's. You know, if you want real, mm. real, real Detroit experience, okay. Connie and Barb's or Ill Georgia's on Six Mile. But, <laughs> I don't know if they want to be on Six Mile. But, <laughs> but you know, if you want, you know, some a cool, chill, you know, cool, relaxing place, you know, to be at would be like she said, um, over at the. Uh, Detroit Vegan Soul. Ooh, I, I love, love them. Detroit Vegan Soul. Oh, I love them. Yes. yes, I love the one on the West Side. Black more owned. than because I love well, I love Rosedale Park. So <laughs> I love the one on the West Side. Yes, and Black owned. So. Yes, I mm-hmm. love Detroit Vegan Soul. Um, and Savannah Blues is fire. We just see it. Cuzzles <laughs> has definitely become a Detroit. Yes, yes, it has. has. Mm-hmm. It really has. I'm gonna tell y'all. Me and Detroit. Me and Shariah, Number one place. It's gonna be mm-hmm. floods. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny? I met somebody from Atlanta and they were like, well, I was in Atlanta and they were like, you know where floods is? Ooh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. National. Yes. Okay. So they love funny. the block on a Sunday. The yes, block on the a block Sunday. On a Sunday Ooh, they yes. the best Another brunch. black owned yes. business. The best brunch. Yes. Oh my god. They play me because you know they not open on Monday. Listen, and I sure went there to get that sandwich. I don't know why you why why you thought they was open on Monday. <laughs> no, we ain't never open on Monday. Okay, we sleep. <laughs> okay, so if you could switch places with anyone in the world, mm-hmm. in the industry, for a week, mm-hmm. now you get all their problems, mm-hmm. all their drama, all their money, mm-hmm. but, you know, all their knowledge, but if you could switch places with someone, who would it be? Mm. I got an easy answer. So, Gail King. Let me, okay. Let me okay, explain Gail. to y'all why. Oprah got a lot of drama. Yes, okay. she do. Gail reaps all the benefits. Aight. She gets her own TV show. Mm-hmm. She gets to travel with Oprah. Mm-hmm. Meet she Oprah's Kelly. Meet Oprah. <laughs> meet all these amazing people. Like, you know, she just has it made. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, and she's built her own startup, mm-hmm. you know, from the friendships you know that Gail. she's made. We know Gail you know King, Gail. you yeah. know? I feel like she's my auntie in real life. Okay. But, you know, if I could trade spaces, it would be her, you know? I just feel like she just has the ideal situation over there. Because I think most people might say Oprah, but Oprah seems very overwhelmed, <laughs> if you ask me. Oprah got a lot. You know? She got a lot to carry. She, there. Got, she got a network. She got, you know, Stedman, a, 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 a food line. A magazine. A magazine, her, a garden, all the dogs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. Gail chilling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Valencia, what about you? <laughs> okay, my first thought was over, but <laughs> I'm gonna switch it up a bit. Um, it'll probably be Rihanna. Okay, uh, you know, Ooh, yes. Yes. especially with this new house. Yes. Yes. Rihanna, you know, she got a lot of entrepreneurial things going on, okay. entrepreneurial she things does. going on. She Girl, is, she's rocking busy. it. Yeah, she is booked and busy. She has, and like fine. I said, yes, has her lingerie okay. line. You know, she's still living her best life. You know. She's making her when music she when she wants album, to. Exactly. Y'all ain't getting exactly. no music. Yes, she I'm, make music when she I'm wants to. I'm minding mine. Y'all mind yours. Line. Right. Yes, it would probably be Rihanna because okay. she's definitely taking on a lot of things and not just her passion. I feel like that's where definitely what I can relate mm-hmm. to. Okay. Mm-hmm. This week, I think 
if I could switch with someone, and I feel like we probably said this person before, but it would be Issa. Issa Rae. Mm. Hey, girl. Yes. Especially with the um, news about um, Insecure being pushed back. Cause it, I heard she is engaged. Busy. Yes, this is engaged <gasps> now. Go ahead. This is booked and busy. She couldn't wait another year for me. <laughs> I'm kidding. She, she got, she, you know, she got the movie with Marseille. She got Like, sis, sis is just Y'all. keeping it rolling yes. from YouTube. From YouTube I'm to the so big proud. screen. So, you know. Just, I'm so proud. And I remember watching Oscar me Black too. Girl years okay. and years ago. Crack it but up. look, I was in the presence of Issa and I was trying to get to her. She Ooh. was just too mm-hmm. far. But me and Jay Ellis had a moment. Okay. You know, we <laughs> really you, did. I just want to put that out there yes. for all of Detroit to hear. If you yes. listening, Jay, what's up? Yes. I, I witnessed up. it. He I, definitely squoze her tight. <laughs> he did. He, he did. wanted that hug to last longer. <laughs> and he tall, too. He is. So he's very tall. You know, I was hugging him. My head was on his belly button. <laughs> but um, I actually saw Issa speak. Um, she was at U of M, I think, oh, maybe like a year man. or so ago. Oh, man. And I saw her speak. And I was just like, yes. She's this so dope. Speaks mm-hmm. my life. Speak it. Her hair's dope. Everything. Clothes, dope, Everything about so her. Dope. Yes. Who's yes. his husband of hers? Do we know? Uh, he has to be phenomenal. To be dating Issa, mm, okay. I know he, he. We all want to uh, know. We need to know. They they've been dating for a while. Okay. I know. Wow. Um, the she article was saying like they've been dating for a while. So Loki and sis just said, "Bam." Got a husband. I'm, I'm gonna do that. I'm yeah. gonna okay. drop a husband on y'all okay. one day. Y'all ain't go. <laughs> Miss Event Planner gonna drop a husband. You know you are know, gonna have this fabulous wedding. Okay, I'm gonna drop a wedding invitation. Okay, hey, you drop a day. wedding invitation. Y'all ain't gonna see no pictures of baby <laughs> forty. Like how you an event planner? <laughs> you had a baddest wedding. What you mean? So. <laughs> So to wrap up, ladies, drop your um, information, how people can get a hold of you for your services, Mm -hmm. social Mm -hmm. media, Mm -hmm. all that fun stuff. So um, my name on Instagram and Twitter is Kelsey Horn, and that is K-E-L-S-I-H-O-R-N, and it's an underscore. Follow me, and then, you know, the link to my event planning page is right there in my bio. Once again, that is K-E-L-S-I-H-O-R-N underscore. Okay. All right. And my name on Instagram is my name in real life. Valencia Page. No. Yeah, just Valencia Page. V-A-L-Y-N-C-I-A-P-A-G-E, like a page in a book. Again, that is Valencia Page. V-A-L-Y-N-C-I-A-P-A-G-E. You can follow me there. You'll be able to see some of my fun real estate shenanigans here in the city of Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) And schedule a consultation with me if you're interested in home buying or selling here in the city. Okay. Y'all heard it here. Get on it because I mean why wait all right what's what's stopping you what's stopping you (laughs) okay and of course I'm one half of the new kids Jermaine you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the new kids LLC our website is the new kids Detroit we have a lot of things that we're getting ready to drop so we're really excited about this year season three moving forward Mm -hmm. Um, we have new kids university our videos are available on our website at the new kids detroit as well as youtube at the new kids llc and we're on soundcloud at the new kids detroit so if you want to catch up on all our old episodes you can do that as well find us on itunes at the new kids llc and spotify at the new kids llc so you have many opportunities Mm -hmm. to get to know us learn what we're about meet some of our old guests and prepare yourself for some of our new guests who are coming forward and getting ready to drop all this knowledge. 
ladies, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you, so, for you. So much for coming. Yes, You're so fun. phenomenal. Thank yes. you. Oh my she God. She is. Thank and she's you. great yes. in person and on air, y'all. Yes. Thank you. Inside and out. So listen. what you hear is what she you get. She over here looking like a whole snack. <laughs> okay. Got her stomach uh, on everything. Okay. Got a little warm. I said, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I know <laughs> that's right. I leave, get on a plane for Arizona tomorrow. All right. 90 degrees. Okay, because you mess around here, go get a cold. Okay. Shoot, I put my summer clothes up. I ain't got time. Look, because you know, Michigan be playing and I don't have time. I need sis to get it together. It's mm-hmm. May. Yes. What's it up, is. sis? I'm waiting May. to get my summer tan. Okay. <laughs> but until next time, we cannot wait. Hopefully, Shariah will not be in North Dakota okay. next episode and you will get to hear Come her lovely voice. Yes, we miss until you. Until then, the new kids are out. Peace. Bye. It's a wrap. Is a wrap. That was for an hour? No, what we started at 7.50. Yeah, that was about an hour. That was about an hour. Yeah. Okay. It was exactly an hour, I think. Yay, Fun. us. Let me get out your new good girl, so I don't know what I'm doing. My bag, my bag here. <sighs>